Episode 133 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday was something a little bit different. Everyone left the producer in the studio, so Matt had to hold things down while Jimmy Lewis called in from a cabin. We interrupted his vacation for him to answer some tech questions and rate some great bikes along with some of his friends. There's a lot of good questions this episode, so you're going to learn a lot if you listen. I want to thank our sponsors, Yamaha, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Takamoto, and Trail Tech. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. And now, here's the show. All right. Live from Prompt, Nevada, it is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Matt Mattoon. Uh, the normal host, Jimmy Lewis, is out on vacation, but we will be bringing him in shortly. Well, you actually you uh, already heard him. And Logan Tyler is... I don't know where exactly where he is. But anyway, this is the show about more so- uh, dirt bikes and more soccer-related products. And can't wait to get into it with you guys. This show can, will not be po- would not be possible without a Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, and Trail Tech. Speaking of Takamoto, I actually ran into a Takamoto billboard today on my way to get uh, bagels and coffee. It was just a sticker on a no trespassing sign. But uh, I'm going to call that free advertising. So... Anyway, without any further ado, uh, I'm going to bring on Jimmy Lewis because uh, he's just sitting here eating a quesadilla. So that's a perfect time to bring him on. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> it's Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. Am I muted or, or am I good? Tuesday. No, you're good. You're good. All right. So uh, welcome, everybody, to my show that's not really my show anymore. Um, Matt seems to have taken it over. But Only for the I'm day. on vacation, which is, um, you know, but just just for you, I'm here to answer your questions because Matt can't. So this is, this is how we're going to we're going to start. I'll, I'll try to finish most of my taco by the time the questions really get in. But Matt would like to tell you um, who uh, brings you this show, our sponsors, which, by the way, we really like our sponsors. We trust our sponsors. And Without them, this wouldn't be possible. I would actually be completely on vacation without any worries whatsoever. So I love our sponsors. Right, right. Well, I believe what you just described was uh, was retirement. Retirement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're trying to get me retired. Well, no, not really. But uh, well, I mean, if you retire, then there would be no job for me to do on Tuesday nights. <laughs> so. No, I'm just just yeah. vacationing right now. That's it. So, yeah, riding skis and snowboards and dirt bikes. Good, good life. Yeah, how how is the skiing and snowboarding been? Because it's been uh, it's snow, been windy and cold snow, here. Snow's been epic. Yeah, it's been cold. Uh, yeah, it was good. Like we had you know all different kinds of weather up here, so it's really really nice. Sweet, sweet. Well, while you eat that quesadilla, I'm actually going to do a little Yamaha sponsor read about some two strokes. Which, right, uh, I'm excited. Which I'm excited to hopefully ride some this time uh, this week. I might have some time. Trevor's asking so, uh, to get back. I mean, he's already asking, and so Trevor, if you're watching, um, what you need to do is finish up. Um, get more questions from get more questions from uh, whatever it is. One of those platforms, uh, Grinder. I think that's where you can get his questions from, and then bring them to the show. I don't know if we want the questions from Grinder on the show, but anyway. So like TikTok? No, no, totally different. Totally different. You know, you know, one of these days I want I wanna like ask you a, like I want to do a quiz video with you, like asking about, you know, current trends and social media platforms. I just want to see uh see what you see what you can get right and wrong. I think it'd be really fun. Okay. That's what but you anyway. do. 
ask me questions. So tell us about the, the Yamaha's amazing two-stroke line. Yeah, so you can experience pure performance and exhilarating power at the full line of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The revised and really fun YZ125 makes a perfect step-up machine or perfect machine for just getting back into it. And sorry, I lost my spot. Featuring an all, it's featuring an all-new engine, revised six-speed transmission, new brakes and suspension settings, improved rider ergonomics, and new aggressive styling and more. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. For a truly race-inspired look, check out the YZ250 and YZ125 Yamaha Monster Energy. Uh, sorry. YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65, 85, and 85LW 80, deliver big bike specs and a smaller package. Visit yamahamotorsports.com to find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone today. Uh, Matt, sounds, sounds like, it, according to the chat room, it sounds like you need a little more volume. I don't know if you yeah. picked this up. No, um, I saw it. That, I read the message. That's what caught me out. That's what got me in the middle through, of that. Through, How do you I sound off. now, chat? What's that? Logan Logan is better than you at that. He's had more practice. I've never had to do a sponsor <laughs> read. All right. Huh. So, chat, let me know how this sounds because I did turn myself up a little bit. Oh, I could actually on my monitor, I can turn myself up a little bit more. Hey, I, really important, okay. man. I want to know how, how's my cat doing? She's doing good. She's doing good. My mom actually got a really good picture of her Saturday. I think you'll like it a lot. I, was I was going to post it on ripping, my Instagram. Was she ripping a bunny rabbit in half? She she wasn't. I she was stalking a tree, like a tree branch, though. So maybe there was yeah. like a bird that we just couldn't <laughs> see. She was having a blast with the trees in your front yard. Yeah, good. Glad glad my pussy's doing well. So yeah, keep <laughs> keep that keep keep an eye yeah. on that. I got a great picture that uh, I'll give. Uh, I, got, I'll, I'll, I got a lab right here that's picking up all the taco stuff that I spill on the floor. So I'm liking oh, yeah? like the animals these days. I'm getting soft. Yeah, yeah. Is the dog allowed? In, I'm guessing the dog's allowed inside, though. Yeah, different. Not my house. <laughs> right, right. Different rules. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so I'm not seeing anything. What, in, do we, what do we got for questions? Okay, so from uh, Johnny Humphreys. Uh, now I don't, so my notes were a little mixed, uh, mixed up from last week. So let's see here. So have y'all ever considered easy full levers on left side rear brake kits, Midwest mountain engineering versus Clark versus okay, et cetera. Yeah. Can you hear me right now? No, you, well, you clipped out a couple times, but oh, I don't know where that audio went, but I can actually, it's funny cause now I can read the the thing on the on the live feed i can oh really yeah i can sort of see the questions but it clipped out so he was talking about um left hand rear brakes um, right and, I, he, and he called one thing. I, did, did did he call it clark yeah yeah he said midwest mountain engineering versus clark versus uh ox so i you know i'm not super familiar with a bunch of those so i know recluse makes one um, they make a they make a whole system that basically it's another reservoir that's that's actually angled at the right angle and does all the right things and it's solely a rear brake and it it goes and you can either run it in conjunction with your rear brake foot pedal you can run it in line so they both work or you can just mm-hmm. take your pedal off and then it'll be a hundred percent lever uh, I have one of these and I've tested it and 
I'm just my rear brake should be on my down by my foot. That's that's why I don't really do a lot with this. I've ridden bikes with this thing called the clake. And the clake is a clutch and brake is a very complicated set of hydraulic um, chambers that will both disengage the clutch as you pull it in and start applying the rear brake. So in theory, when you pull the clutch in and disengage, it'll actually start dragging the brake. And then if you pull it in harder, it'll lock up the brake. And you can make a lot of adjustments to this thing. I know I've ridden a couple of bikes with it. I don't like it um, because sometimes I pull my clutch in because I want to, 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 to rev the bike up. And I, at that time, I do not want, I want to, I want to get a, a pop of acceleration and I don't want anything dragging on my brake that I'm not in control of. So um, this is a, a bit of a concern for me, but I've heard some guys that really like it, you know, and they can kind of adjust the way it's set up because anytime they pull in their clutch, they're also supposed to be stepping on their rear brake and this way they don't have to do two things. Um, I don't know how that would work. I, I don't think it's designed to work in conjunction with recluse. So uh, I don't, don't know exactly how that, you know, would work that way. Midwest mountain engineering makes a, a brake lever. It's just a, it's a, they make clutch levers and brake levers that have a different pivot point, which essentially um, it, it makes them feel real easy, but it also changes the leverage ratio and it changes the amount that it, the fluid that it pushes and I'm not a, I, I'm actually, the biggest thing I'm not a fan of is the lever shape. They're very bulky and kind of square. And so, but that's not like a left-hand rear brake kind of thing. So that, that's different. I don't know. Maybe they're making something now that's some sort of a left-hand rear brake setup. I'm not, I'm not aware of this. So I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I think, I think the left-hand rear brake works really well for people that come from a mountain bike background or bicycle background. They're used to having their brake up there. But classic motorcycle riders, we still have it kind of down by our feet. So um, of all those, I think, you know, if the, the clake is kind of its own monster, the recluse system that just works. And there was one other that you talked about, or uh, what was it called? Uh, OX. An OX. OX. I, yeah. I've seen, I think this is the one that actually has a cable that goes from your lever, your clutch lever down, and it actually pulls on your brake pedal. Um, I think that's the one and I haven't had much luck with, with those just because the, the, the pull ratio was kind of, kind of awkward and, and, and it just seems sort of, it seems sort of vague. So, um, I, and it was a long time since I've run something like that, but I think that's the one that, um, I didn't run it. It was on a customer bike. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I ran into when I was working at a shop that shop in Alaska was a lot of people up there actually liked the left-handed brake just because there was a lot of off cambers and some really awkward situations that you'd have to ride a bike in, i.e. river crossings as well, as well, which I was, I was really bad at those, but I know up there, the left-hand brakes were really popular for, for those reasons. Why would it, why would it be popular for, I can see, I can see if you're going on a downhill off camber where the, where the hill is on the brake side and you want to take mm -hmm. your foot off and, and dab, I can kind of see this. Yeah. But yeah. You can also stall your bike and use your clutch lever as a, right, as a right. brake at that point. So, which is something we teach at the, you know, at the yeah, we, school. Teach this, we teach this at the school, but 
um, if you have a recluse, then, you know, and I don't know, was the recluse popular in Alaska? Uh, I don't really remember it being very popular. Because it seems like, like those, two go hand, those go hand in hand, like a recluse and a left right. hand. Right? Because all of a sudden you're never going to, you know, you shouldn't need your clutch lever. So then you mm-hmm. can put something up there. You can put a brake lever. And the only time I ever use it, I have I have one on my Hoosaber. I literally have that on there, but it's it's kind of for an emergency when I'm doing something dumb and I jump off the bike to the, to the, to the, um, I guess it's the left side. If I jump off the left side and the bike wants to roll back down a hill, that way I can use the, use the hand, the handbrake to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to stop it. But that's, that's, that's my take on that. Yeah. Uh, the chat is actually, is actually inputting on this. So George uh, Justice is saying, I've heard good things about the OX left-hand rear brake. I like the latest recluse left-hand rear brake when my short leg makes the pedal out of play. Uh, and then 707 Lake from YouTube is saying, uh, Clark makes a standalone handbrake, exactly how you explained. The recluse handbrake, the OX is hydraulic now, cable is cheaper model now. Okay. These are things I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too interested in personally so i don't have a whole lot of time to test them i usually get to test them when i ride a customer bike that has it on there and and half the time i go and grab the clutch you know i I think i'm going to use the clutch and it's like oh wait this isn't a clutch i can just tell by the feel it's doing something different so Mm -hmm. yeah not a fan personally but if if it if it fits your needs um then good for you yeah, I'm with you. I've I've ridden a couple bikes with a left hand brake, and I kept accidentally using it like a clutch because I was just so ingrained to using the clutch. And I personally don't really like the recluses. Uh, I know you do, but I don't. So when there's left hand yeah. rear brake, it just kind of short circuits my brain just because. Yeah, recluses are for old yeah. people that want to improve a skill level just by installing something on their bike. Or a 16 year old who buys a 300 with one and thinks he's going to be a a great rider because of it. Yeah, it's I, yeah. I I love my recluse. I really, yeah. really, uh, really, really like them. So, okay. Uh, so next? while we're on the re- while we're on the recluse, really quick, uh, Finn eight two five has asked: uh, Has the recluse improved the way you ride? Has it improved? Yes. And and this goes back a long way. So it goes back to when they very first started making them. There was revlocks and recluses and stuff, and as I started learning how to tune them and set them up, I started learning how, how low of an RPM a bike could chug down to, because I was always, you know, you're always sort of afraid the bike's going to stall, but when you're doing the recluse, it, it would let the bike really lug down. And most guys will like be slipping the clutch, even at a point in the power band where there's good, there's decent torque to make it not stall and you just don't trust it. And so it really taught me to trust the torque of the motorcycle. And I find that most people that run them, they're always thinking that their bike's going to stall. And then they realize that they were always slipping their clutch and running their bike to a higher power level and getting the wheel to spin all the time. And so, and when I started trusting that now, even on a clutch bike, and especially with fuel injection getting so much better, you can do big throttle openings at low RPMs and realize that the bike's not going to stall. And since the bike's running lower RPM, it's making less power and it's getting better traction. So this is how it helped me become quite a bit better rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you run it on your 300 TPI bike? I do not right now. 
I don't, I don't want to put it on that because I want to use that bike to do some demos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't like having it, it. I don't like having a bike on or a recluse on a bike that I, I do demos and stuff on because I can't explain some things because most people don't right, have a recluse. Right. But on most of the bikes that I ride, like the bike I rode a KTM 350 all day today and had a recluse clutch in it. And I can't think of any time today when it was, yeah, there's no time today when it wasn't anything but perfect and better. And I, and I set mine up a little bit different than the way they come. I set them to mm-hmm. engage at even lower RPM because I, I like them to drag. So when I, when I, like if I do a skid, if I, if I'm, if I want to slide the back in and I skid and I release the brake, mine are set up so low that they will actually, it'll, it'll re-engage the standard ones. A lot of times, if you skid, if you don't come back on the gas just a little bit, they will freewheel. And I don't like that sensation of, the recluse clutch so got it and that's that's why you always say uh recluse will tell you will tell people that you set them up wrong or something no they, Wasn't they, they know, a joke they, that they, know they, what my, they know they don't recommend my setup because got when it. when you put uh, on my bike if you put my bike in gear it mm-hmm. will creep and you'll hear the chain right. kind of like slapping and, and want to go you almost have to have your finger on the brake or your foot on the brake a little bit when the bike's in gear and when it's cold, especially with cold oil, generally mm-hmm. they'll stall. You know, it has to, it actually, the oil has to be warmed up before mine start working perfectly, but that's not an issue. I wore my bikes up. So, right. Right. Cool. So you spoke, you mentioned a 350, and that's actually a great segue into the next question. So this is from Brian B on one of our older YouTube videos. Uh, yep. Please, how can I make my loud 2011 EXCF with a stock muffler as quiet as the 2019? Okay, run that by me again. What year? So it's a 2011. He has a 20- and this was, I believe, on a 350 video. Oh well, I'm, if it was a 2011, I don't think it would be an EXC. He probably has an SX, and so he has the motocross muffler on it. So the best thing to do at that point is to get a to get a, a quiet muffler like an FMFQ or. Um, I know Takamoto has a few options. They have, they have a, what's the one uh, Mike was telling me about the other day, by the way, did you get my gas tank? Yeah. I got all of your parts. They're in the normal spot in the garage. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the, the taco, uh, taco Mike was telling me about is I think, uh, graves. He's starting to work with graves on exhaust systems. And he says, I haven't tested one, so I can't say for sure, but graves has a, a muffler and they have a DB killer that they put into it that it kind of it tunes that tones the, the 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 volume down. Uh, I think you can get a promoter bill at end cap for the stock SX muffler and that'll take a little bit of the sound out. You can you can probably buy someone's used EXC muffler or a stock muffler from someone that's put an accessory muffler on there. That would be an option too. So those would be all could be good options. Okay. So giving them a few different, a uh, few different options there. Uh, okay. So moving on to the next question, this is from fixing a slipping clutch video. Uh, polar bear three, two, one. I have a question. My old, I have a question. My old bike, if you put it in gear and pulled the clutch in, it would move like it would move like neutral, but my new one, you put it in gear and pulled the clutch in and push it I see why Logan struggles with reading these and push it. All that happens is thump, but I did this, but I did 
this test on my new bike and it bogged, but I don't think my old bike bogged by the way. My test, it was on concrete with the bike not running. I was just putting it in gear, pulling the clutch in and walking next to it. So what is he actually so, doing? Can you tell me that in English? Right, right. Now I was struggling to read this. So let's see. I have a question. My old bike, if you put it in gear and pulled the clutch in, it would move like like it would move like neutral. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. Right, right. Or so you so so was he putting it in gear and he was hold, he said he held the clutch in and he put it in gear. Oh, and it would move so if he pulled the clutch in, the bike would roll back and forth like if it was a neutral. That's what he's saying. So like he puts okay. it in gear, pulls the clutch in. And then now he's saying his new bike, he pulls the clutch and he pushes it. Uh, all that happens is like a thump. And, it, and I'm guessing it just doesn't like push as much or push as easily. It, so it's dragging. I believe that's what he's describing here. Does he know how to adjust his clutch? Okay, I'm just going to start at the basics. Is right. your clutch adjusted properly? And a lot of people don't know how to do this and they don't understand the way that it works. Did he say what kind of bike this is? Uh, he did not mention this. Okay. No. So cable and hydraulic are both quite a bit different, but um, for the most part, the hydraulic is what we'll call self-regulating. So um, it, as long as, as long as the piston can open, the piston and the master cylinder can open back up, it's going to, it's just going to push a certain amount of fluid through there and it's going to, and it's going to open the clutch. As long as there's no air in it, it'll open it plenty to disengage it. If everything in the clutch is fine, I'll get to the clutch in a minute like what's down in the clutch but right, right. hydraulic system as long as it's bled and everything is good you shouldn't have to worry about it the cable you have to be very concerned about the cable and that it has a small amount of free play in other words it's not putting pressure on the clutch because the cable isn't quote long enough so it needs to be a small amount of free play and there shouldn't be so much free play that when you pull the cable it doesn't completely disengage the clutch so so this is the this is the dynamic we're working with here is the cable has a certain the lever has a certain amount of throw and it pulls the cable a certain distance and you need to make sure that that's completely disengaging the clutch i've seen people have so much free play in their cables that it won't disengage the clutch they have to they can't even they can't even two finger it because it bumps into their knuckles and then it doesn't disengage all the way so that's an adjustment issue and then there are different levers and different perches. And I've seen guys put perches on that have different leverage ratios. And then it doesn't disengage the clutch or it makes the pull really hard. And then it disengages very quickly. So, so that's the, the lever kind of conundrum, the lever issue where, so once you get into the clutch, if your plates are warped or worn, a lot of times that's going to cause um, a certain amount of drag and, at that point, you're going to uh, it's going to creep and it's not going to be as as fluid. So it, it, we need a little more information. Like, did the clutch get hot? Did you fry the clutch a little bit and cause some warpage down there? Or is it a cable clutch and is it the adjustment? Um, you know, maybe this if it's a hydraulic clutch, maybe there's some air in it. And this makes it not work very well because air compresses a lot more than the fluid. So that's uh, that's where we're at with that. Hopefully that helps uh, somebody someplace, sometime, somewhere. All right. Hopefully. Okay. So, so this is coming from the chat on Facebook. Chris Smith, 
Uh, 22YZ250F, first MX bike in a while and didn't realize how tall first gear was. What's a good starting point for a rear sprocket for off-road? I really, I, I really never use fifth gear. Would prefer, oh, someone put, uh, the chat moved on me. Would prefer just changing the rear sprocket because I often switch to supermoto setup. Uh, just changing the rear sprocket. Uh, usually, I mean, I don't know, uh, up two to three would be to give you a, a, a more enduro like first gear. Um, yeah. So I don't know what size it is, but you really don't want to be going much bigger than like 52 teeth on the rear sprocket. Cause then your sprocket starts getting a little bit big and then um, it's hard on the chain guide and catches on more rocks and things like that. So maybe that'll, uh, maybe that would help out. Mm-hmm. Uh, would there be any like mapping changes that would help with that as well? On a we, what he was on a YZ two fifty two stroke or YZ uh, no it's a YZ two fifty F YZ two fifty F yeah mapping changes yeah no nah, it's basically what's gonna what's happening is he's just like he wants to go slower in first gear mm-hmm. and and he's not able to do that that's usually that's that is the big problem with the motocross bikes when you when you take a motocross bike off road they have a tall first gear and if you're not doing really technical stuff you're not going to notice this um and then and then this is the same reason a lot of riders like trevor is included in this he doesn't like the wide ratio gearboxes because he wants to be in second gear and the gap between first and second on a lot of those bikes is too big so so it's a it's kind of a trade-off and and you just have to kind of understand when the the lucky thing with Chris is that he's not using fifth gear. If you're if you're if you're using all the gears and you get to fifth and you've geared it so first gear is low and you want to come out on a road and ride down a road not revving it to go 60 miles an hour, I mean really revving it, then you have a problem. Right, right. Cool. Um so uh, Finn uh, Mayerhoff uh, on Facebook. Since we were talking about cable clutches, have you found the 2019 and up CRF450X difficult to pull with one finger? Uh, I can't seem to do it. Um, I will, yeah, one finger maybe, but I don't think that's a difficult clutch to pull in. I think it's, uh, I would say, medium uh, stiffness, but. Uh, yeah, probably not exactly. And it's funny because I notice on that bike, depending on where you have it adjusted, it makes a big difference. If you can run it a little bit, you know, I'll call it more free play, the lever closer to the bar, the pull actually gets easier by, by quite some margin on that bike. And if you look at our tests on dirtbikechest.com of that bike, we talk, uh, especially on one of the modified ones that we did, um, we talked about some of the clutch mods we did with some recluse parts and had really good success. I don't think it changed uh, too much the the pull. It might, you know what? It might have. Well, we ended up going to a we ended up going to a recluse, the higher end one. The 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 the. the uh, now I'm, I'm drawing blanks on the names, but we did it in steps. We went we went with we just replaced the plates with the recluse stuff that helps some, And then, it, you know, we did some springs and all these different things, but we went to the full on, um, EXP, you know, CX, the whole nine yards. 
and it, it got good after that. But um, that was because we never had to pull the clutch lever anymore. So you could do that. You could just throw a recluse in it and never have to pull the clutch lever again. Then you wouldn't worry about it. So, <laughs> so the first thing that, the first thing that came to my mind when I actually read that question would uh, lubing this uh, the cable actually help out? Absolutely. I mean, I, I just took it for granted that his cable is nice and lubed up and that um, he, you know, that, that was good. The other thing on that bike is some people have had good success with buying like kind of the billet uh, clutch cable mount that, that uh, bolts onto the, onto the side. It, it's basically, it replaces a steel piece and it, it kind of, it's a nice little billet piece that bolts onto the side of the side cover and stuff in it. Um, some of them changed the position a little bit. And I know Big John had one on his 450X and he really thought it helped. So, Yeah, uh, so George put in the chat, uh, I rode my 790 all day, all day today and I was thinking about how the cable clutch got a lot of negative attention at first, but it seemed like a non-issue to me. I, yeah, most of the, you know, I, I, I really like the hydraulic clutches. If, if you have a perfectly functioning cable clutch and a perfectly functioning hydraulic clutch, they both work excellent. And I don't think there's a, there's a big difference. Some riders can claim that they, they, um, they prefer the feel of one over the other. And I know a lot of the racers that really, really abuse the clutch don't like the hydraulic one because the clutch lever doesn't change feel and they can't tell it's getting hot. So they can really be like, they can tell with their cable clutch because you know the cable clutch doesn't self-compensate but a hydraulic clutch will and then there's also been some riders that say they have a hard time getting um a certain kind of feel off of the start you know when they're when they're doing a really aggressive start they don't get the same feel with one or the other and it, it's it's a little bit different feel but I, I don't think there's an advantage one way or the other like i wasn't you know, like, like Kawasaki and Honda, the last two that have gone to the hydraulic clutch. And, and I don't, I don't want to say it was any sort of a huge improvement on either of those bikes, uh, for, for, you know, when we talked to all the riders, it was kind of like some could take it and some could leave it. And, and the KTMs for sure, when they went to hydraulic clutch, uh, was a big deal and it was good. Um, it took, you know, it took a little, like any new thing, it took a little bit of teething and people complained about stuff, but they, they spent a lot of time getting the ratio, right. And that's why they play around with different, you know, different brands of, of, uh, components on different bikes because they provide different feels. Uh, going back to the cable clutch thing, uh, Mitch, Mitch or was also saying you could try and lube the pivot bolt, uh, where the clutch lever slides. He says that'll help a lot too. Yeah, Chris says Chris says we we nailed it. Whatever. Oh no, we he was talking about the gearing. Yeah, the gearing. Yeah, <laughs> the gearing. Yeah, I, I get confused names. Um, right. Yeah, the, on the on the cable clutches, uh, lubing the pivot does help a, help a bunch. So yeah, the pivot even where the even where the lever, I've seen people over torque the bolt and pinch down on the clutch lever, and that causes problems as well. So lots of. Uh, Lots of issues. You getting ready for a rooster endo, Marco? You hydrating up? <laughs> Are they coming on for rooster endo, or did they want to come on sooner? Marco's coming on for rooster endo. Okay. Oh, he shaved for rooster endo. He's looking. Oh wow. Um, he's doing he, better than me. I almost did an endo today. Unlike me, he's taking he's taking this show serious. Almost right, did. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so 
Did you want to talk about electric Hondas today? I have that on my show notes. Oh, yeah. Honda released an electric motorcycle. Honda's got an electric uh, uh, off-road bike. It's not really a right. Honda, though. Well, it is a Honda. Yeah, they, it's they outsource it to a different company. Do, I forgot do, what it was called already. Can you, can you pop up the picture of this? Uh, if you give me a few seconds, I can. Here, I'll, okay. I'll switch it to your screen. So, so I can we'll just watch. jibber-jabber about this? So yeah, yeah. So we, it's it is well no Honda. I they had have been knowing Honda. They had have been working on this for a long time. So they released basically uh, a fifty cc sized you know kids bike, ten inch wheels. Um, it's in in conjunction with a company called Green Greenger. G R E N G E R. Greenger. And this yeah. company makes. This is the company, and in, in my research, which wasn't a whole lot, but I, you know, I was on vacation. They make one thing. They make this twenty-two CRF. What do they? What do they call it? The the. It's a CR CRF E two. E two. I don't know why it's a two. <laughs> I never thought about it. so so it's but it's 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 an officially licensed product and I and I asked a couple of people in the industry like hey why why this what's the reasoning for for this and and there's a lot of reasons for it I got a lot of different answers um, but it seems like that you start looking at how the how the you got to look at how the bicycle market works and especially electric bicycle market there's 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 people that make powertrains and people that make batteries and people that make um you know they the, 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 well, call the powertrain the engine they they make the controller they make all of the different things and then you sort of build and the bicycle's been this way forever you you build a frame and then you get the components and you add the components on so so this thing it actually looks pretty cool um it looks yeah, like they've uh, done a really cool job it has a, it has a replaceable battery um, it has disc brakes front and rear. It'll be interesting to see like where some of these components are sourced. This company, Greenger, is actually based in Southern California, uh, but I doubt that any of the parts are actually made or manufactured there. I'm pretty sure they're just assembling it. And then and it was kind of like, well, why would this work like this? I mean, it's a great deal for them because they get to use the Honda Power Sports dealer network to be able to distribute this thing and handle the you know, the selling of parts and things like that, I suspect. And uh, these things probably won't need a whole lot of parts in reality, but um, it's got a replaceable interchangeable battery and the battery supposedly, it supposedly has a, they say best in class runtime. So I'm sure they're comparing it to the, the, the KTM little E5. KTM equivalents. Yeah, the KTM equivalent, but I'm pretty sure this is nowhere near the same performance level as that bike. But uh, yeah, it's coming, um, th- and this is a perfect starting platform for 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 e bikes. Um, not claiming you're going to drop an 80 horsepower um, uh, Stark Varg on us, and 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 with it's going to charge in an hour and run for an run in an hour and charging two and all the other stuff. But no, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of, it's, it's cool to see Honda jump in there. I'm pretty sure you're going to see the other manufacturers do it. Um, why is it like an officially licensed product? I imagine it's maybe a little bit of kind of a liability thing, possibly if the, um, you know, so if you plug it in and the battery explodes or something like that, it's not a Honda. 
I, I would say like it, if if it flops, Honda doesn't take full responsibility. Like if it doesn't sell, which I imagine it's going to sell really quick. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see where we'll see where it, it um yeah I, I i mean honda has a certain durability and quality standard and maybe this is a way that they can kind of get get around some of that you know maybe they don't mm-hmm. they doesn't have to be at the high level but you know they're producing stuff all over the world and their their bikes their um their you know some of their crf models the family bikes they're built in in, in all over the place mm-hmm. <laughs> you know South America, they're built in, in Taiwan and in China yeah. and places like this. So, so, but this is just the nature of the the global economy. So, yeah. So, about how long do you think before uh, like Yamaha, Kawasaki come come out with with their own version of this? Um, no idea. I, hmm? I, it's kind of funny because I'm I'm looking, you know, in the on the performance side of things. You're gonna have to. You're gonna see some you're going to see something pretty soon coming out and from somebody because that mm-hmm. the Stark Varg thing, um, that kind of, that kind of poked the bear a little bit. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was, and it was announced and done to raise money, you know, to kind of keep that going and that, but that's, you look at how things, you know, crowdsource things are, are, are built and you need, you know, you need, you know, interest and stuff like that. And it was, somebody compared it to like, um, how, what do they compare? Who Marco? You remember who who was who are they comparing when they're talking about the Stark? What do they compare it to? Volcom making a sticker and turn it into a multi million dollar t shirt company. Oh gosh! Yeah, you know, and it was it was the hype. They they started with something that they that they they started with something they had nothing. And they started with something and it was hype, and they carried that on to making stuff. But that's clothes, not a high performance motorcycle that has. A, 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 a ton of technology. It's not that that technology mm-hmm. isn't going to be ready in two or three years. It's that they're talking about delivering those things in November. And I just don't see, you know, with all the amount of orders they have and stuff like that, I just don't see them being able to produce that, but they're mm-hmm. evidently inviting journalists to go over and ride it, but they don't want somebody who's really going to test it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so dirt bike test doesn't get uh their invitations gonna get lost in the mail dirt bike test is not not going not that i know of. i don't know i haven't heard I haven't been invited you can watch josh hill videos yeah. he'll tell you everything <laughs> you need to know about it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh the chat was putting something in about this uh, oh, the Mitch is talking about that battery thing. That's for more like city bikes, and and a lot of the a lot of the companies kind of decided on a on a singular battery platform, so that like basically you could just like you go get propane bottles, you know, at, at Home Depot, and your propane bottle will plug into your barbecue, and they're all the same size. It's this. It doesn't matter who makes mm-hmm. the, the 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 barbecue. The propane bottle will fit. And that's what they're talking about doing with with batteries, um, and this is more for like urban bikes and city bikes, so that so that you can you're able to 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 go places with them. And I don't think that this is going to be something that you're going to be able. I don't think these vehicles are going to be designed. Maybe in the future they'll have longer range ones where you, you know, let's say you're going to ride from Los Angeles to to. Vegas and and maybe in Barstow there's going to be a battery 
station someplace where you can just replace a battery. But this is a, still a long ways off. Yeah, right, right. The infrastructure needs to catch up. Yeah, I think they just kind of made, I think they made an agreement to say, hey, we're all kind of behind this because they that way they can they can utilize this. You know, it, it's an advantage for all of them for the range, but you're not going to find a battery station out on the trail out in the middle of nowhere. And it'll be interesting to see if there's a if if when these bikes, the higher performance bikes come, if they're going to have interchangeable batteries or or easily drop in and out batteries, which they should. So at the track or you can have your two batteries and you can quickly change them. The Alta did not have this. The Alta mm-hmm. literally had to take the frame apart to to get the battery in and out and so you had to have a giant diesel generator if you wanted to ride your second motor moto right um they just did they wouldn't run long enough zero hasn't i think zero has an interchangeable battery on some of theirs but i'm not i'm not familiar hmm. yeah i'm i mean i hope the chat doesn't eviscerate me for this but i'm i'm actually excited excited to see the electric bikes come in I, I, am too. I, I think i think it, it's gonna be a great way to help you know broaden the broaden the appeal of dirt bikes you know as a whole riding off road and motocross just because i think one of the big one one of the intimidating factors that's keeping people from wanting to get into it is is the maintenance of the bikes i think that's something that can put a lot of people off because the majority of the population doesn't really know how to turn a wrench um yeah but i i don't think it's i don't think we're gonna go the, if if you want performance, you're gonna have you're gonna have to have maintenance, you know. And and, right. and I, I don't really I don't have enough experience with you know high performance electric motors to know mm-hmm. what they require and how much work and and you know can you work on them? Can you rebuild them? Do, you know, it, it's all it's gonna all be all new. And uh, until yeah. until until we have them and we you know we see I don't know if you know is, is a Stark Varg a 500 hour motor. You know, mm-hmm. is is a was it was an Alta five hundred hour motor I, motor? I don't know. I never right. never had the opportunity to put that much time on one, and I don't. Yeah, you know. I don't oh know. yeah, and and I I know for the for for high performance that you will always need a lot of maintenance and a lot of different things you can play around with. But yeah, and then I think you know, just like the suspension is going to be the same. You know, suspension mm-hmm. and all that stuff is going to be the same as a as a current bike. You know, forks, shock. That kind of stuff, um, pivots on the on the frame. The wheels will need the same kind of maintenance, but it is clean. I mean, it's. I mean, well, mm-hmm. I, you know, it depends on whether they have cooling systems on them as well. You know, if they right. have cooling systems, all of a sudden, I mean, it doesn't. They shouldn't leak, but if for some reason it gets hot, it could spill. You know, but you're not mm-hmm. you're not dealing with gas and. But you know, even they you know they might have oil in the transmission, and so you might have to change the oil if there is a mm-hmm. transmission or or some you know some gear drives inside there that need but if they're all sealed up it you know shouldn't be too bad yeah yeah okay so uh i think mitch orb is very active in the chat let's see what he say um is this drivetrain suspension maintenance is far different from motor maintenance uh no it's not (laughs) (laughs) no it's not (laughs) i i see way too many people that think that 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 it's yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not going to have an air filter to clean. That's nice. Probably not going to have to change the motor oil as much. Uh, but yeah, you need to you need to keep an eye on your on your your all your stuff, all the things. Right, and especially like if if the battery starts going bad, or if you need to like 
Oh no! Uh, uh, well, uh, with time, as the battery starts to expand, but I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 okay, what's uh, what do we have next? Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Orb is saying the beers are flowing as well. So at his house. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing at his house. So uh, this is a question that came from the Beta 200 review. Uh, this is a uh, Manolis Weck. Uh, wish I can have um, it, what but can't. That again, Matt. Name one more time. Uh, Manolis Weck. Manolis Weck. Okay. Yeah. So they are wondering, wish I can have it, but I can't afford it. Is there any tip for the KTM 200 to have a 125 ish power delivery? I can't find any vid on your channel. I don't have um, a real test on that, but I, I will tell you that the way that I got mine to the, 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 the characteristic that I got out of mine that I like was I kept a whole bunch of torque and then I got it to, I got it to, to be able to torque down. And then, and then if you kind of pump the clutch and stuff, I got it to rev really good. And so this was a combination of, um, using a pipe and muffler that was different than stock. Um, and playing around a lot with the, uh, power valve, adjustment and i think that i raised the transfer ports just a little bit and i i you know i don't remember exactly what i did i played around with it for a long time but the the pipe and muffler um combination may not be readily available (laughs) what i have um so yeah i don't i'm not not 100 sure but I don't just just save up your money and buy a beta. <laughs> now the, the KTM the KTM can be made to. I would what would I do? I would probably try even with the stock pipe. Maybe if you took like you know five millimeters out of the out of the kind of the header section, you know, shorten the pipe up a little bit. It might it might do something like this. But uh, yeah, it was it was a. Uh, I think the beta has a lighter flywheel too. It 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 acts like it acts like that as well. And the KTM has kind of a, a heavier a heavier flywheel. And I and I switched. I did switch over on the one that ran really good. The one that had that ran really good. I switched over to a different ignition, and it wasn't the motocross ignition. It was actually an ignition that that generated a little more power. And I think it had a lighter flywheel as well. So. Cool. Uh, so I have a follow-up question. Uh, do you know if uh, the 200 is ever going to come back for KTM or are they going to kind of stick to the 150 pro- platform that they have right now? Uh, I, I doubt it. I don't think, I don't think it's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, they're pretty happy with their 150, um, you know, 125, 150 kind of platform in that same motor and, and, they, you know, they have right now the 300 is lighter than my 200 on the scale. So what do you, you know, right? <laughs> what do you want? You, you, it doesn't feel that way when you're riding it for sure. Uh-huh. But, you, you know, like a 250, I mean, if it was, if, it, if you really needed a 200, you'd always maybe debore a 250 or something or just buy the 250. And, um, yeah, but it'll never, you know, I, I like the two, the 200 was like a, the, 
I don't know. <laughs> it's like the yeah. beta. The beta is a really good one. That's that's mm-hmm. the answer right now. All right. Cool. So I'm going to say his name, how you do uh, Curly Stoker. Yep. Uh, did you guys see my question in the Instagram stuff? Differences uh, and pros and cons of steering dampener versus stabilizer. Considering the stock considering the scott but i kind of like the idea of how that showa is small and tucked in uh put if the way behind put if the way behind the front number plate thoughts wait a minute um i can i can see this question too so i'm gonna yeah. look at it here um what what if put way behind the front number plate um i don't understand what you mean by put so the scott's so a steering damper typically has to be mounted on top of the steering stem. In other words, so it's going to be, it's got it because it usually has some sort of a vein or a device, unless it's one of those hydraulic damper ones, like the Honda, the HP, whatever, eight Honda progressive HP. I don't remember what it was called. Honda, it was even called a steering damper. It was called a steering Steering damper? There's another there's another term. Uh but anyways, so the Honda is, is a is a piston moving kind of on a shaft sort of thing, more like a road racing steering damper. And it's designed to do something a little bit different than what the Scots is. The Scots, in my opinion, is is the best. It's the it's one of the original ones. It's the first one that had free back to center, which is really huge for off-road. And it's highly adjustable. So you can kind of turn it into whatever you want. It can be mounted kind of below the bars or above the bars, you know, or on top of the triple clamp. Either way, uh, I've actually seen them mounted. Now that we talk about it, I remember there was a time when somebody was mounting them on a plate, and they had a they had a somehow they had a man. Where did where was that at? It was kind of interesting, but, uh, but you just want to, you know, they have kits for almost every bike. You can mount it on the bike. They're, they're just simple and awesome. And there's other brands. GPR makes one that is a little bit different. It just valves all the time. Promoter billet has one that, um, uh, there's, there's Olin's has a version of the Scots, uh, that's different. I haven't played with it too much, so I don't know. Um, a ton about how all these, you know, I know how some of them work and, and I don't favor them, uh, but uh, steering damper versus stabilizer. So, okay. So HP Honda progressive. Like I remember, I just remember seeing the sticker on there and I yeah. can't know. I don't know if it's called a damper or a stabilizer. I remember, I remember you and Johnny talked about it when he was in studio a few weeks ago and right. I can't remember the name of it. I know you guys yeah. brought it up. Then, so, so you go a few episodes back. A Scots is a stabilizer. They call it a stabilizer. I don't know. They stabilizer damper, same, same thing. And it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day when I was riding because I know a lot of people they 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 crank them up in the sand. You know, they take the damper and they they like because the bike wanders around in the sand and the handlebars move, and so they crank the damper up. And before I knew as much as I know now about like riding it's you, you don't want that you really don't want that to happen a little bit because that, that wandering the handlebars is kind of telling you how the bikes it's it's showing how the bike's reacting so you can react and my scots are set up so that the bike still wanders around the, the steering still wanders around in the sand 
a bit. Mine is set up so that the damper kind of counteracts the high speed hit. So if wandering sand it hits a rock and tries to go wham and off to the side, well, the Scots dampens it and it doesn't do that. And this is the one thing that I noticed, like my 300 right now does not have a damper on it. And I was riding it the other day and I hit something and it went wham. And I'm like, wow, like that went, a, that really kicked a long ways. And I'm like, oh, dumbass, you don't have a damper on this thing yet. So, you know, that's, it's on my list. And, but the, but a lot of guys will crank it in the sand and stuff. And you think about this, that it, it, since it's free back to center, if it, if it gets pushed, if it, it doesn't want to come out of line, but then you're getting this false sense of kind of how the bike's reacting because the damper's doing a lot of work. And if it does, it will, because of this prevent head shake, but head shake is kind of sort of a thing of the past. And that's, that's what the, Back when I started running a Scott steering damper, steering stabilizer, head shake was a big problem on a lot of these bikes. And you 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 could use this as a tool to kind of, you know, damp it down and make that go away. And I, I did that on occasion, but then I realized that when I went into the rocks, I'd want to turn that thing right back off. And that's why we started putting those little plastic, you know, things on the knob so it was so much easier to see so you could do a real quick half turn on the on the damper if you you know your bike was all unstable and it was really a problem on the hondas <laughs> back in the day um i was racing a ktm which was moderately stable so it wasn't a it wasn't a big deal but um yeah the the showa for if for motocross stuff i really like the way that the the Honda damper works. And in like one of the best mods I ever did to a Yamaha once was to put the Honda steering damper on the Yamaha it required a different triple clamp. I think ride engineering makes a kit that mounts that stuff up. And it's a really good, a really good um, way to do stuff, but that's for motocross. And that's to help hold the bike down in turns, especially like bowl turns where the bike kind of wants to stand back up. You actually really can feel it when you have a well set up damper, but I always, the stock ones were never aggressive enough for me. And so I actually would get those things revalved and, and, and it, it really helped. And pro circuit was able to revalve one of those little dampers and make it work really well. So that's the differences. That's what I know. Uh, so I was going through some of the old, I was going through some of the older content and I found a video about the oil change in the Scott's dampener. Right. Uh, what, what's like the service interval for that? And then can you tell a difference in the damp? I'm going to guess you t- you can tell a difference in the dampening if you go Sur- too long without changing the oil. Service interval is like nearly never. Okay. <laughs> Almost never. Um, but you, you can kind of feel when they start getting a little bit, a little bit soft, but I've had, I've had them on bikes for five and six years and, 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 and they, they don't, they haven't, you know, they're not leaking and they, they still, you know, the best thing to do is you put the bike up on the stand. And you mm-hmm. take it and you take the handlebars, you put it all the way to one steering lock and you slam the handlebar on the other side and you, you, you listen to it and go, does it go, you know, and does it, does it still dampen? And if it, if it does, you know, if you can, if you can take the bars and turn them really quick and you can feel it dampen, it's still doing its work. And maybe you might have to add a click or two, but you know, I, I haven't, I'm probably really bad at doing it, but you, it's, it's easy to do if you want to do it yourself and you can send it back to them and they'll do it real quick. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned changing the valving. Uh, was that just in the Honda one, or do you change? That was in the Honda the Scots as well. Yeah, the Scots okay. one. You change the valving with with uh, with a clicker. 
you know, with the, with the, right. with the knob, the high speed adjustment, the low speed adjustment, there's adjustments on the side where you can adjust the sweep, like how far it dampens for. So mm-hmm. it dampens away from center. And then when you're doing a really tight turn, like let's say you're going to really tight turn around a tree or you want to, you know, whatever at the very end, it gets free because at that point you need a certain amount of, um, you know, control where you don't want any dampening when you're, when you're, when you've got the bike, you're not going very fast when you're doing this. If your bars are turned that far, you're, you know, kind of trying to pick around some rocks or around a tree or something like that. You don't want damping over there at that point. Right. Cool. Cool. So yeah, there's a test on dirt bike tests. I think George just popped that thing up and, and, uh, you know, showed, you know, we have a full test on that thing and it's pretty informative. I did that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that my video I found says more. the KTM200 needs a pipe change, flywheel weight, torque plate, and power valve adjustment. Uh, I don't know if it needs that. <laughs> you can do all that, but you're, you're literally trying to, you know, you're just trying to find that it's tuning. It's just, it's customizable. There's lots of, lots of stuff. I actually, you know, the the stock pipe on the KTM 200 is actually pretty darn good. Um, I I think I when I was doing a lot of testing with FMF on that a long time ago, um, it was really hard for them to to beat the stock pipe. Um, and then they had to kind of pick a direction, and and that's why I said I have some of the I had some of the test pipes, and that's why you might not be able to get the one that I have. <laughs> okay so we got some questions in from youtube uh two wheels is asking any experience riding a sheerco 300 four stroke would love to hear how it compares to the ktm 350 um not not recently yeah sheerco is another company that didn't really they're selling everything they're bringing in and they didn't really have the need to have us test anything so um you know it's 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 getting difficult to i mean it's so much easier to just let an instant influencer go and ride it and take a couple hot pictures and you know get a whole bunch of likes and then nobody knows but i can't tell you about that bike because i don't know the old circles that i rode had a lot of promise it was early days of fuel injection and um but they you know but they were at the time especially their 300 four stroke seemed like it had a ton of promise and i don't know where it's at now and can't tell you much about it cool and then robert lampart asks uh two questions vortex ecu or tokyo mods ecu and then dino jet or fmf what's the best oh uh, vortex ecu or tokyo mods ecu uh, uh, for on, mapping. What, what, what are we what bike are we talking about what, which bike are we putting this on um, uh, he's still in, he, he's still in the chat, so hopefully he'll put it in. But he, yeah, he's I mean, asking I, for mapping I, purposes. I like I said, I'm so picky about the ECU tuning and all this stuff. Um, unless I can get in there and tune it myself, in other words, unless I have a the ability to go in there and do some some tuning and adjustments. Uh, I'd rather start with a, with a, a stock ECU and then piggyback like a JD tuner on it and just control, just work on the fueling. And that's changed now on the newer bikes because of the, because of the, the O2 sensor and the, the closed loop system. So it, 
you know, you may can make an adjustment and the bike's going to say, wait a minute, I'm sniffing. It's too rich. And it might make an adjustment back at you. So on the newer bikes, this is the main reason you're going to need to go to an ECU on an emissions compliant bike. But there's, there's all kinds of guys that'll tune, you know, tune your ECU. They can reflash a stock one. There's, there's new ECU companies coming out. Uh, but it's really like, what, what are you trying to, what are you trying to get? Like, what do you want? At that point, what do you want out of your bike? What are you trying to like, what do you want? If you just want a different colored ECU, I I'm starting a company next week, Marco, you're, you're in on this. Don't you better wake up. He's over in Felicia. That's Fabio's um, sister. Oh, the, it's the massage, uh, massage chair. chair. Have I told you? Yeah, yeah. Have I told you about this thing? He's passed out in it right now, but it's okay because uh, we're starting a company. We're going to take, you send us your ECU. We're going to paint it a fancy color, like hot pink. I think will be our first color and we'll spray paint it. Maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have uh, a Dylan. Maybe Dylan can paint on it a little bit or something like that, but we'll put a vehicle wrap on it too. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be super sweet, but you send us our ECU and we'll, we'll customize it. We'll, we'll put a tune on it, like a tune, like you won't believe. And then the next thing, you know, you plug it back in your bike and your ECU looks hot and your bike's going to probably run better. So kind of like the stickers uh, we forks on the test bike that made them work better. Right. Right. Uh, so he did add in, it was a CRF 450 X. Okay. If, if I had a CRF 450 X, God, would I want to, I don't know if I'd want to change the, uh, boy, I think, I think they, I think they run. Okay. I, I'm personally think those bikes, if I would put a JD tuner on that thing and, and play around with fueling based on whatever, whatever else you're doing to it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I wish this is where I wish big John was here because I don't, I don't know what we did to big John's bike. He might have one on there. I know I have one in the garage. I had I had one because I had to switch the the wires because the L and the X had different wires on it, and we we were able to get really good results with just that. The the other things, I I know I've ridden the factory race bike that Johnny Campbell had, and it basically had an X. No, no, it had it had an RECU on it, but they had to do so much stuff to get that to work. And it, that bike also had, like, by the way, an R-head and all this other stuff. They were going for incredible, massive horsepower, which most people don't need. And it was strung in a place where most people would never use it or don't ride. So um, maybe talk to, you know, if you really want that level, talk to uh, Johnny Campbell Racing. Talk to talk to JCR Speed Shop. They might know a lot more about that particular uh, setup, but... Man, I was really happy with how we got our X to run. Again, we have a long-term update on dirt bike tests that'll mm-hmm. that'll tell you. But um, if you really want your ECU tuned, uh, send me an email, um, and we'll get it. We'll get that ECU uh, tuned tuned up um, in a like slightly different way. Um, it's going to cost a lot, though. How much would it cost to paint an ECU and tune it up, like with some wraps? It's a lot. Yeah, that's that's twice as much as it's going to cost for anybody else to do it, but we'll do it. So uh, he did add in this is actually for a snow bike. 
So he's looking for more horsepower. Okay, you need no, no okay. Yeah, you need the max amount of horsepower. You need a blower and nitrous and a Husaberg five seventy motor. Just yeah, just you should just buy a buy a Husaberg five seventy, throw the Honda away and get a Husaberg five seventy, and it almost might have enough power for a snow bike. Sweet, he loves it. So speaking of five seventies, I think it's time for a commercial break and then we'll come back with Rooster Endo. Oh, Rooster, uh-oh. Did somebody put a Hoosterberg 570 in Rooster Endo? Uh, there may or may not be one. To I didn't look at yours. the pictures yet, but I'm going to go. I'll go look at that email while we're at commercial break. Yeah. Marco just stepped out of Felicia, the massage chair. He's, he's ripe to come in there and help me with Rooster Endo. So, uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> see you right after the break. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text and it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you if you've ever received an order from us you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. It's, it's like, all right and we're back back with some rooster endo so uh jimmy who's that you have uh, in the in the camera with you this is marco marco henriksen um one of my buddies from way back uh this is the guy that got me into let's see i think i was snowboarding a little bit before i met you but mountain boarding uh snow scoot you you i think you helped you helped dragging into dragging me to the dunes got me to duning Right? Dooning. Yep. What else did we do? We do lots of stupid stuff. <laughs> so so Marco's up here in the mountains. Mountain man, that's why we're at a cabin heating by a, a, a you know fire stove here. Marco's been on delay. Yeah, don't worry about the delay. You just worry about that thing up there. And he was he was on the show a while back with Chris Barrett. Was what show was it? Probably about show fifty is it 50s, 30s, something like that? I don't know. We talked about so much stuff. Yeah, we answered lots of questions. So uh, Marco is going to be a good addition to Rooster Endo. Uh, we we have the email up, Matt, so we can we can look at the bikes. So let's uh, run with the whatever the first one is. Okay, so the first one does is not- going to be first one's going to be uh, Jeremy uh, Barrialt. Barrialt, getting the picture of Jeremy. Quickly. What? Uh, Screw up his name. Jer- on. Jeremy uh, Berrialt. It is a burial. Burial. There we go. It is a 2022 EXE 500 D Smog Vortex P3 exhaust shield, PMB front end cap, molecule skin, and more. No, we're we're working on it. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna. I'm, it is it to is get... a and it, he submitted a snow bike. 
Okay, yeah, we're yeah. working on it. We're, we're I'm trying to push buttons and it's not it's not <laughs> looking at a double O. There oh wait, wait, oh, here we go. Okay, we're gonna go backwards. I think. Oh, it's gonna, there you Jeremy go. Jeremy very uh very rich, rich kid, rich kid. Oh, what you have to be rich to have a snow uh, bike? Well, so I've heard. It's a seven dollars. Well, it's a twenty thousand dollar thing that sticks on the back of your motorcycle. You have to sell one of his handguards just to get to buy gas to ride it. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know what. Oh man, yeah. Where'd that thing go? And where's the handguard? Must have broke or something. Oh yeah. What, <laughs> what's what's the what's the list? Keep keep running. It's a nice bike. Okay, so I'll read it again. So 2022 EXC F500 desmogged Vortex EC, uh, Vortex ECU. I'm guessing P3 exhaust shield, PMB front end cap, molecule skid plate, and then he just says more and more. Where's yeah. the handguard? And he still got the blinkers on. I think it's awesome. We want to ride that. Is you know, I've never tried this before on my on my um, dual sport bikes. You know how in your car when you're like working around the dash and you 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 know you know when you, you touch the hazard thing, the blinkers come on. Like that would be cool if you had a snow bike, so you could oh, have, yeah. have the blinkers running the whole time. Yeah, you like you wouldn't want to signal a turn, but you would want to. Well, it is an EXC, so yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. my favorite bike of the day so far. Oh, it is? Well, it's because it's the first. It's I the love first. To ride that. Is that the new front track? Is that the, the good? That's a good POW track there. POW That's track. A long, looks to be like a long track. I, what's the length of that track, did he say? Uh, he doesn't mention the length of that track. Yeah, I mean, that looks we, like that one almost, that's ready for powder. That almost powder. looks like a... This is a big problem. Big problem with our, um, our, our submissions is... They we don't get enough information a lot of times. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm just going to. So I'm really. I'm glad you focused on the handguard because I right. would have missed it. Because you know what I focused in on. You know how long it would take me to go through a, a tank of gas on that bike right now if we took it out. Well, we'd have to go way up. We have to go. Oh, we could do it. We could go, but you wouldn't want to go. The condition snow bike. No, I can is tell so that. I can dependent. tell that's got a big ski on the front and it's right. got a big track on the back. That guy rides powder on that thing. He doesn't get more than and, uh, thirty. That's not a moto. He doesn't, he doesn't get more than thirty meters from his house because he'd run out of gas. That's a. You need a big tank. You get to. Your wife can carry gas for you. He needs a blower on it. He needs they, a blower. Well, they, no, they put tanks on the back. Pad. Yeah, yeah. The, on the pad, they put gas tanks. He needs a big tank. He needs a blower, a turbo, and nitrous in order to make that thing that thing go. Um, I I do like it. I, I love it. You love it. I love it. I'd love to have that bike. Yeah. I'd love like, to ride I, his bike. I, yeah, I'd like to have his bike. Best high performance vehicles have borrowed one, right? On, on the first on the first big powder day actually that would have been fun to ride when we were when i got stuck here oh, last they'll time ride. They'll, ride. they'll go we'll yeah go. if he brings it here it might roost but right now it's um it's supposed it, to snow this week is it no this much Maybe. 0.3 inches um rooster endo i say roost hard that's hard a, roost that's nothing roost? but roost that thing over the bars hey is over it? the bars on that it's gonna run you over okay. you're gonna be right. <laughs> you're gonna is, hate is, it is it is it our first <laughs> Is there our first um, snow bike submission? No, we've gotten two oh. or three snow bikes before, and they we, typically we go have? on the endo scale. Yeah, we've gotten snow bikes. Before. Okay, he's the first one that roost. Yeah, just he's because he has a lot. He has a lot of stuff to do. Roost hey, for sure. you know that tank that that you picked up for me, Matt? Yeah. What about yeah, it? Matt, he, that's, he that's could he use needs. it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely yeah. could use it. Right. So my, did you, did I, I, I have give a. You, 
give you the money? Did I give you the money yeah. for that? Yeah, you gave okay. me the money. We're all yeah. set. We're all square. Everybody's all square. good. Yeah. I have one of those tanks in my back shed. I've never used it. Uh, Jimmy, okay. what's your, do you have much experience with the snow bikes? No. Um, not, not in the last five years. Okay. But I did my beforehand. Only, my only, my, I have one, I have like one day on them and I spent the whole day trying to figure out how to ride them because I was trying to ride it like a dirt bike and you, and you can't ride those like a dirt bike. You ride them almost more like a, I was actually finally getting it to steer by doing like moto gp turns you know were you riding it in good powder powder yeah towards the end yeah yeah at first no but not so much but then horrible oh yeah if, if it's not powder it's not fun if you're riding a groom char or hard pack just throw it away don't even go yeah you just want to yeah. ride you just want to rip fresh powder it's all one of those things that that it's, was it's my experience just it's just like going surfing. If the if if it's not six foot and glassy, and seventy degree water, don't bother going. Yeah, I right? agree. That was well, my experience. They, they like good conditions, but they do make a uh, different tracks, different front skis for different conditions. So yeah, you're gonna have a quiver of tracks and front skis and rich kids, rich kids. We don't even I don't even know one person <laughs> that has one here in Mammoth. Not one person. Okay, what's next? And there's a okay, bunch so of snowmobiles. This is uh, Tanner uh, Purdue. Okay. I'm getting the picture up right now for the chat, and then I'll read off the description. So it's a 2021 KTM 300 XCW TPI. Enduro engineering skid plate, brake, ti- uh, brake tip, rear disc guard, and hand guards. P3 pipe guard, TPS guard, uh, Renthal chain and sprockets, and Kenda tires. Wait a minute. I like the kind of tires. I know, I know I'm a yeah. fan of those. My buddy just bought a set of the Trackmasters. He's all excited to put them on. Yeah. That's like a really nice bike. That's a nice bike. But he now played. that Enduro Engineering's got a metal skid plate. I like that. I, I I bought a plastic one for my bike, but I like the metal. I don't like metal. I like I like plastic. The metal metal makes a lot of noise. Um, Wait, hold on. He's got a seat concept seat, and he didn't mention it. Well, yeah, nice. and he also said he had P3 carbon fiber pipe protector, and I'm not seeing it. I'm not this seeing it false, either. This is fake news, false advertising. Fake. That, yeah. What graphic kit is that? In I don't. E- I don't even see. You know what? I he don't didn't even mention the hand guards. He didn't even I mention even the hand guards. The, I don't see the skid plate on it. Okay, so I cannot see the skid plate on this. Mm. And and what what was the other thing that he talked about that he had? So he didn't mention the hand guards that are on the uh, that are on the bike. It's not a stock. He has tank. a can of graphics. That's a stock tank. It is. Yeah, that's a stock tank. Pipe guard. Thing. Yeah, no pipe guard. He doesn't have a front disc guard. It's like you know, what's so funny is people will not show me this side of the bike because they have a disc guard on it. You know those big metal oh, yeah. things. Oh yeah, the yeah. Marco doesn't. Know I don't about have this. one of those. I don't buy them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, by the way, it looks, ta- like, ta- a, ta- it, my- it looks like a really nice bike to me. That's a great bike. Yeah. That's a great starting platform. He's done the right mods to it. That thing roosts for I sure. I take the kickstand off. I don't. I'm not a big fan of kickstand. You should take it off and put a Trail Tech one on there. Yeah, Trail Tech sponsor of the show, right? Yep, they are. He's got and the sponsor of the uh, sponsor of the class to, of the school, aren't they? Correct. Correct. Yeah, they help out the school. Back tires help out our tours. We we follow we follow everybody. With the uh, Voyager Pro and Buddy tracking, that's it. Looks like it almost looks, looks like, like an nice, Ibex. He's got a nice garage too and a ton of gas. 
They're like gas in the back. Is that gas? Yeah, it looks like gas cans. It's it's a great to guy to ride with. And mountain bike tires over there. What are these? Yeah, it looks like mountain bike tires. Good, good. So where are we at with this thing? I'm getting mixed. He's roosting. Roosting. Okay. roosting. I'm going to put it towards the center of the roost side, though. He he left out some Yeah, things. because it, there was false advertising. Yeah, so that does affect the... It does the, affect it. The, rating, the fact yeah. that he detailed it out and put, yeah, I mean, that thing looks really nice. That looks really nice. Jeez, was it? Okay. Like, okay. So I'm moving guard. on. So we're going to. I need to get this picture all set up, and then I'll uh, tell the chat what it what's all. Uh, okay. Um, so this is from uh, Lucas uh, Corey. It's a okay. 2021 500 EXCF PVC. Right. Fi- uh, PCV5 with Taco Maps, FMF Titanium 41, uh, exhaust, KTM power part seat, KTM LED headlight, bulletproof designs, radiator guards, moto minded dash, desmogged, uh, a Cherby's uh, hand guards, a Cherby's swing arm cover, plastics, uh, Taco Moto tail light setup, a Cherby's 3.1 gallon ga- tank. Might be forgetting something, but that's it for the most part. Oh, he's forgetting something. Yeah, I can see. Go- I can see more. The, he has the a Red Bull stand. GoPro. He has a, he has a stand with his name on it. And if you're looking at the garage, he's he's Polish. He's got he's got Polska up there on the top. Look at that. Got a that drill press explain- back there. Look at that. He's got the kid. He's got the kid. There's a mini bike. There's a little mini bike in the back of some sort. He's got his chick stand mm-hmm. down. He's got a level. He's got a. He's got a level over on the side. There's like some. some he does have a nice blower. Some light. Yeah, he's got a nice blower over there. A couple of chase lounges. He's got. He's got. Back to, back he's got to the, the AT, We're looking at the ATC <laughs> muffler here on the side. He's got. He's got his. He's got his ATC that's sitting there. And a lot of. Uh, I don't see a Peloton, gonna, so I like this guy. Oh, there's no Peloton in the garage. Well, he's got a fast. Is that? A, he's not clogging up his garage that, with a, a Peloton. That sounds horrible. Does he have a gimbal mount for that GoPro? Because do we strike a nerve there? With the Peloton in the garage getting in the way of all the motorcycles? He's a true rider. He claimed his garage. He doesn't have to give half to his wife like me. (laughs) I like this guy. uh, I'm looking. We're scrolling around in the photo right now. We're looking for the. Yeah. We're looking for the uh, the make sure there's not a Peloton in the garage because it could severely affect it. He's got a, so oh, that's a is that a fan? Is that a heater fan? I wonder if he races this bike or is that a he's got a number on it. He's I got, mean, that's a, he's nice got a race bike. number. He's he's got got a, I'll have really oh, nice bikes. He has a BMW he has a BMW clock on the wall. Look at that. And and a nice rack of uh that bike's way nicer than my bike, so I would say I would have to say that's Bruce for sure. I mean I don't really? know, it doesn't have yeah. George has it and hey, it doesn't have the emoji sticker. Hey, his 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 mini bike has supermoto tires on it. We're doing a deep dive in this photo, Matt. You have no idea. Is that an I, yeah. Uh, no, no. It, I don't, I'm starting to, th- there, <laughs> starting to think it might have been a mistake to email them to you. <laughs> Just, no. It's, look, he's got the welding, Matt. He's got a welder in there someplace. We got a bike, a garage full of bikes here, too. So we, we're liking these bikes. Yeah. Yeah. He took his, well, oh, we got to get back to his bike, right? Yeah. Oh, he's got to go to the bike. He has, he has swing arm covers. Hey, he's got a tidy tail. Did he say tidy tail? Yeah, he said Takamoto uh, light tail lights. Oh, he up. said Takamoto tidy tail. He did. Yeah. And he said a Cherby's gas tank. He has mirrors. Look at yep. from me. Hammerhead shifter. Did he say hammerhead shifter? That is a hammerhead. He says, he's a hammerhead he said, shifter. might be. 
uh, I think that's going to get looped in with uh, might be forgetting what, something. What kind of what kind of radiator guards did he have? It was bulletproof designs. Bulletproof. Oh, he did. I had those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, he got mirror things. Are these mirrors that are those big old weird? They're hanging down. He's got he's got double tape mirrors hanging low. No, no, they're no. low. They're low. He's going over the bars for sure. Yeah. If you listen to those mirrors, Dude, if those Look mirrors are those. there, you're gonna you're gonna if you if if that mirror is in that position down there, and you go around a turn, you're like moto style, and it, and you hit something and it goes up, you're gonna have a a, a nice little shiner right on top. As of As you go over your bars for yeah. sure, you look into that mirror right there, you're going down. Okay, Matt. Um, no, that's where it would lose it for me. The, the, uh, the mirrors just lost. End up here. I'm endowing this. You're thing. endowing it. If you ride with your kick, and you, you don't put your kickstand Ooh, down on the. He's got numbers and mirrors. He's got his name to, on the stand. In though. a track, you're not even allowed to put your kickstand. Do you say what kind of tires he had? Because they're brand new. They look great. Uh, hold on, let me check here. They look like Trailbergs. They look like. Nice. I do not see the tires. <laughs> tires are not mentioned. Oh boy! Is that an aftermarket chain, gold anodized? No, I think I don't know what it is. It's no stock. No, it's stock. stock. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if if it's also set up for like supermoto racing, and that would explain like the mirrors and and stuff. No, he'd have. No, maybe he's just he's just like, like he when he's just cruising around the streets. When he's cruising around the streets of where is he from? Did he say where he's from? We don't know. No, but uh, you said Poland, and that would Polska. kind of make sense he because his sport. name had a his his name had some had a K that I wasn't familiar with. It has characters in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, this is, this is a, you do have to have. Do you think? Do you, okay, this is the, the the thing on the stand. Look at the stand. Is that a bottle? That is a tall stand. Is that a bottle? Is that like is that like a beer bottle or a booze bottle and a wrench? A booze and a wrench. Here, like Cholula. Me, yeah, I'm gonna. Cholula? Wait, You're gonna zoom I'm in on the chat. I'm enhancing for the. I'm enhancing yeah, for the chat. No, no, that's just a cutout. Hey, that's a cutout on the other think, side. If you think we don't take Rooster Endo serious, this is this is your calling card. Like you're gonna get judged on this show. I mean, like in a good way. You're, you're hopefully you'll learn something from this. Yeah, he's got a nice. Bike. Okay. So he must be I'm really making, short if he ordered that seat. That's a low. That's a small. No, it's standard it's seat. I think it's short. It's KTM Power Part seat. So he, what, yeah, it's a power part seat. Yeah, he said power Is that parts. on the list? Is, okay, yes, you it got is. it. It is. So what are we thinking? Rooster or Endo? Oh, boy. God, I think Rooster should Rooster? I mean, come on, right? You were Endo in a minute ago. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize. You probably leave Okay, the bike, the bike, Roost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it definitely Roost, yeah. yeah Roos, okay. Sure. There's, 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 there's pride of ownership in this. But I think 109's maybe his area code or something, and he wanted to be proud of that. Or maybe race it in a... You could race that. You'd race that. I wouldn't race it. I'd just go you ride. Should it. race it. I put okay. a snow, a long timber sled on it. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So this this okay. one uh, is going to be this one is going to take a while to get through. So let me get up the picture. Is that a, is that okay. A picture is up. So this is a 2002 YZ250 WR. Uh, oh, rare oh, model as it's a pr- photos here. So yeah. same color, okay, yeah. So rare okay. model. Uh, so this is a Bryce uh, Stauber, uh, twenty twenty uh, two uh, two thousand two YZ two hundred and fifty WR rare model. Rare model as it's approved for ro- uh, road legal here in NSW Australia. 
which we need ride in the bush, need to ride in the bush. Pro Circuit Expansion Chamber, Pro Circuit 304 Shorty Silencer, Apex Head with XC Dome, JD Jetting Kit, uh, Panthera Electricals, Electric Start, AS3 Vin Hill Super Glide Clutch Cable, OLM 10-liter tank, braced radiators, 18-inch rear, Shinko Gummy Front and Rear, a Cherubi Skid Plate Clutch Water Pump Guard and Hand Guards, Fastways Kickstand 270-millimeter front disc upgrade with no front disc guard, Works Connection Rear Caliber Guard, Stock Plastic Rear uh, Disc Guard, Custom Homemade LED Headlight, uh, poly sport frame guards has never beaten a two uh, Hoosberg 570 out of respect used to ride and race enduro. Oh. <laughs> hey, so, so we're, we're doing a deep dive. So the best, like right away I zoomed in and I saw the E start. So he's, uh-huh. he's on the right path. I mean, and all these mods and what did you, who'd you think it belonged to? I thought it was double O Zabo. Zabo. Yeah. Double yeah. O. Thought it was double O Zabo bike. Um, but Zabo is a Honda guy. Yep. Well, yeah. he got the red. Yeah, he's, he's kind of made it red. This this thing, and considering it started out as a WR, and I, I know they have kind of like, they have, they, like, Australia's kind of like California in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. there, there's there's one thing I'm going to I'm gonna pick on is he needs to do, he needs to do the front brake hose mod. Because if you look at the front brake line on this, it runs all the way down and it goes has to go all the way in front of the fork leg and underneath the fork leg and then back over the top and it makes for a really long brake cable and also it's really hard to bleed these because it has this big loop it's not a thing there's a modification that he can do that 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 will will that will, that will simplify that and that's the only thing i'm seeing this this is almost like this is almost like a KTM 300 but it's a Yamaha and it's red and white. So, so Got a nice big tank. You wondered why he made a Yamaha look like a Honda. Yeah, I just didn't look close enough. I should have worn my glasses. The funny thing in other countries, we're getting blue YZs. Everybody else is getting red and white YZs. Oh. So even when we're getting purple YZs and pink YZs, uh, the rest of the world is getting red and white YZs. So this is their corporate colors. Is well, you sure kept it nice. Yeah. No they, scratches on the swing arm. Yeah. It, it's that looking. Seems- it's looking good. That's a, that's a really yeah. nice bike, Matt. You should take note, yeah. by the way. I like how he's oh, running the I black taking note. Stock pipe. Yeah, it's a strong yeah. pipe. Yeah, you should. You would think he'd have a... He's, he's spray planted black so he didn't have to... They, they have a lot of dirt there in Australia. He's got a couple dogs in the picture, and they're not chewing on his tire, which is good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that bike that bike definitely roots. Definitely roots. Roots sure. pretty hard. I, I like how clean yeah. it is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got, got a gripper he's, seat. He's, he's even got to the gripper seat though. But he's even got a he's even got a um <clears throat> the front thing. fender on that thing is a modern front fender. And the fact he mm-hmm. made his own LED headlight, that thing's pretty sweet. That's a that's a really nice ride. That's oh so Bryce is, that's the, Bryce is in the chat. That is that's the Yamaha that Yamaha should be building. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So he's actually yeah, in the that, chat especially and especially the electric elect- elect- star part. So Bryce is in the chat and he's oh, saying it was actually originally blue. Oh, it was blue. And and he oh, likes the idea see? for the front brake. Yeah, there's there's a there's a like um Galfer. Galfer actually makes the shorter hose and then the little clamp that actually bolts onto the fork fork guard and everything. But yeah, what a that that's a that's a sweet a sweet thing. Oh, yeah. 
Wow. Nice bike. Bryce. Yeah, that's a sweet nice bike, Bryce. Bike. Glad you joined in, man. That's a keeper. Yeah. That's a keeper. That's okay, actually that, I'm gonna put this. That's funny. So how what what don't, year don't what year? loan that to your buddy? Yeah, what year is that thing, Matt? So oh, uh, 2002. Yeah, because it's an old steel frame. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's a that's well, a capped bike. I mean that bike looks <laughs> Like new, yeah. That bike cool. looks like it hasn't been roosted. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like well, anyway, I'm going to put it pretty high up on the roost here. Good. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, was kind of, kind of blue crew. You know, we, we, we just, that's cool. He came clean about the color. Yeah. Like if he would let us think. We appeased our sponsors, right? <laughs> right. Right. Totally not biased. Okay. So I say, intentionally saved this one for last, Jimmy, because, I wanted to see how you would react to this one. Uh, Mustang. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, All right. I know. Charlie McCullen, a 2010 Husaberg FU 570, 31.8 hours, uh, 524 miles. Wait, wait, did you miles. say FU? Hey, did F-E. you, Matt, did you say FU? Uh, did you say FU 5? N- no, I mean, I normally say that after you the show, but... <laughs> oh, <laughs> no so uh, okay keep a, going oh, keep going so yeah fe 570 31.8 hours 524 miles bpr slash scott stub mount fastway pegs uh cycra handguards Husaberg front uh sorry Husaberg rear discard euro map uh ooh, you, you you made fun of me last time i said this company uh akrapovic Muffler, Maxis Desert IT tires, a Prokovic, Maxis Desert IT tires, and a Shirai battery. Oh, I like those tires. Um, is it for sale? Uh, doesn't mention it being for did, sale. Did, did, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't put the price in there when he sent this to us. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't trying to sell it to us, was he? Uh, no, he was not. No, he's not trying to sell it. Well, darn it. Yeah, I'm not really sure about this then Wait, because gen- generally, did, did I tell you about another one? Oh, yeah, I know did about I mention this. this. Yeah, you got three. You now. heard about this? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got another one. It's, 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 uh, it's uh, close to being in transit. So, you know, you know how you know when somebody has a problem? Like they kind of uh, like yeah. they, they don't admit it. You know, they, they kind of like this guy. Um, like he's got he's that's a sports mobile, isn't it? Thing. This guy's got he's got a, he's got a, he's got a big ass shop. He's got a burn road. He's got shop. that then that, that, that car bike. that car's probably that what's that car in the back? You know what kind of car that's that a is? Sixty seven fastback. A sixty something fastback. Yeah, uh, but its tires are flat, and it's and it's halfway in between the door of the shop, so you can't close the door to the shop, and the tires are flat. So that wasn't staged. But this bike, I think this bike with those low hours, which is really a shame because if you've only experienced the Husaberg 570 power for 31 hours, you've probably never got past a quarter throttle because you're not experienced. You didn't break it in yet. Well, yeah. Well, no, looking, at how, in. looking at how fresh those rims are, I'm going to guess he might, uh, all 31 of those hours might be on a snow bike. No, it's good. not. It's not, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's riding the snow, but he has changed the tires. But they're not. They're not well, all no, scratched no. up like. The, yeah, that's what I meant. the The rims are really clean. I'm looking at that thing that's hanging out of the the the, the side panel. Um, it looks like a bat. Is that a battery charger cable? 
Oh, a a battery tender enhance. cable? Because I can't really that's see. A, that's a, that's yeah, a battery, like a battery tender, tender cable. Yeah, that's a not tender. a good thing because you don't. If you don't love your Berg enough to ride it enough to keep the battery charged, even with a Shari battery, you should sell it. You should you should sell it to me. <clears throat> so I expect I expect the price you know within the next three minutes of us talking about this to really help with my determination. The muffler helps though. That that's a good that's a good muffler on that thing. It's just, this is the this is not the street legal one. What year? Do you say what year? Uh, Two thousand ten. And yeah, I could, I could, I could see adding that to my fleet. You know, if it, that's if it came around, that's injected. I don't really. Have you, have you ridden, ever ridden one of my Hoosbergs? Oh no, no, he wouldn't let me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you have to have a certain level of certifications <laughs> to, to get. Uh, nice, nice bike. He does, he doesn't. It's kind of like the snow bike too. He doesn't have the extra tank on the back, and that can be a real deficit when you're dealing with that much horsepower. Are you sure he doesn't Boy. have the extra tank? It, yeah, it looks like it stock. Almost, it looks, it looks like, like the, stock. The, oh, so that light gray plastic piece isn't an extra tank there? No, that's the stock subframe. Okay. You can actually modify. You can actually modify the stock subframe into a fuel tank, but it takes a little bit of work, and it's mm-hmm. kind of dangerous. It, it's hollow, and it may leak. But I've seen guys do it before. I, I thought you so, had. And I, I, I like I like this bike, but I'm afraid it hasn't been Husaberg enough. Is it going to then? Yeah. For ten years. No, you know, we need to balance out that scale because, like, it's it's kind of Husaberg heavy at the way top end. Yeah. Look, like, yeah. If you look at the well, look, at, if you look on the on the thing. See way out here, like way out there. You know what that is? It's, that's my Husaberg five seven. Okay. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Last ten years. Yeah. yeah, that one way well, out there. Oh, and then we got George's uh, like way down here too. But, but well, yeah, it's that's, that has three wheels, right? So we got to be kind of kind of. Is this thing undoing because it's a little too clean for a five seventy? Um, I would say let's. You know what? Let's just because it's a Husaberg and because it's a five seventy. Have we had? That's another Husaberg price. By the way, that's another Husaberg uh, down here on the on the um, thing. That, but that's like the the there's a four fifty. Has a really clean one. Just it didn't put the price. It'd be costly. Can put it what do you middle. think, man? Where do you stand on this? Uh, we should put it in the middle. I think just because our endo side, our roof side is a little. It's a little on the uh, thick side. Oh, so so you're gonna endo Husaberg five seven? No, I'm gonna put it in the middle. It's nice and neutral. Oh, perfect. Also, also perfect. With, those, with how clean those rims are, I, I don't trust it. Uh, and they also, there's a skid plate that was never mentioned. Okay. So I'm going to put it nice okay. and neutral. Okay. Put it, put it, in, put it in, you know, that's, that's such a, that's such a, yeah. that's such a waffle on the, on the judgment there. I was going to throw an endo at it. I just put that picture right on the refrigerator. <laughs> put, put it right the, in the garage. Yeah. Put it on the refrigerator, then write the price on it. I don't have any money. I might have just bought a bike I, today. I so I might have just bought another bike today. So same color. Cool. It's the same color. It is the same color. Yeah. So we we got deals working out. So um, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, oh, and Bryce says the only reason that the bike is so clean because he just finished the project. That's Bryce in Australia. So that's a, that's a, that's a understandable Bryce. Good answer. Unlike that Husaberg yeah. with 31 hours and 
nice clean rims, but um, all good. Okay, so now that's it. That's all we have tonight. Yeah, that's it for the Ristrando. Who do you think uh, okay. deserves the Takamoto gift certificate? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a. We're gonna go. I'm gonna. Uh oh. Here, hold on. We're gonna go back here. And so this is this is kind of. So what we're gonna do here is nobody can. I touch. already know my. So favorite. so so what you want to do is you're gonna take your finger and you're gonna point at the bike that you think deserves the the hundred dollar Takamoto gift certificate. So you just. Oh, just, the gift certificate. Yeah, they get hundred. So so the the one that you like the best. My my finger is automatically kind of drawn to one, like I, yeah, I don't no, know. I, I, I got kind of, two that I really respect on the. Okay, so you point you point at yours. Yeah, like this one. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe hey, you roost the heck out of those if we had those. No, what about this? This well, that, that. I well, like, that guy put that, the effort. That that, that thing that, that's full effort. Keeper, full keeper. I, I, I like I like that too. Anyone can have one of these. Anyone can have one of these. Right. That, maybe not. This Yamaha is a that guy is Yamaha. Amazing. The Yamaha wins. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I know he doesn't need the money. I know it's gonna rates. be a little. Yeah, the guy with the snow bike probably owns that that 2002 gem of a 250. And anybody, and anybody, star. and anybody with a Husaberg 570 is so rich of spirit they don't need to win the yeah, award. Um, those other two KTM's, one of them is already talking about the hell out of it. The other guy probably needs it, but his picture didn't mass, match his list. But the YZ did everything we asked for, yep. and it's a, it's an excellent example of somebody who takes pride in ownership. Yep. And he actually agreed with me when I said something, yep. which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, way. That goes way. I pointed out the one mod that that bike actually probably really needs the only the only one that it really needs, and uh, and it's all good. Yeah. So uh, let um and he's and he's tuning in live from Australia. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Down oh, under, yeah, so, mate. Oh, hopefully that's like five hundred Australian bucks. No, he can buy like rice. A yeah, lobster. A lobster for the Barbie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, uh, the, no, so Bryce, go ahead and uh, I like lobster. Go ahead, go, They're more expensive. Go ahead and message us on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, we'll tell you how to how to reclaim that. Yeah, get to, get it. Get, get make sure that Matt gets your uh, info, and we'll uh, yeah, we'll take we'll, care of that. So super awesome. I'm gonna go clean my bike up and take some pictures of it. Oh. No, take a video. Take a video. I don't have any mods. I'm have to do like OEM everything. I have one. No, you have a Simco host kit. I saw that. I was wondering about that today. New so, grips. So new you grips. took you you eliminated your thermostat. I didn't touch it. I had a Chris Blaze do that for me. Oh, so your thermostat <laughs> is just gone. I, I don't know. If it doesn't it's in exist. Because I was wondering about that today. Because I was watching my temperature today when I was riding around, like I was going up those hills and and because. Uh, I have some different stuff on that bike that I have. And I was just kind of watching them. Like, and I, and I looked at your bike and I saw, cause I have a hose kit of mine too. And I saw you had the hose kit. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if his bike's running warm enough. Cause it was, it was cool. It was breezy today. No, it was. And I don't, yeah. So yeah. Nice bikes guys. Nice yeah. bikes. That's what we get. We're getting some good submissions yeah. all some across people, the world. Some people are reaching out around the world. Yeah, That's pretty cool. Some people don't follow the rules uh, to submit. So if you're wondering how can I get my bike on uh, Rooster Endo? You send us the year make model so we know what the hell we're talking about. Because some people don't even tell us that. We have to guess. And then you tell us the mods you've done to it. You don't have to tell us why. Just tell us. We'll tell you why we think you did it. Yeah. And then if you're on the show, you can defend yourself when we start just like going down Jimmy Lane, which is like really a bad, bad place to go. Right? Right, Matt? Yeah. Well, I mean, Bryce was, in here, was here and he was uh, interacting yeah. and that helped him win. It, 
It did. No, his bike. His bike. He, he submitted all the nation though. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I, a hard. I, his bike was, was also legitimately awesome. Yeah. It was in English, not cursive. Yeah, it was in English, but his <laughs> right bike was legitimately cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it was, a, it was a cool, it was a cool bike. It was a, it was a red blue crew, and he had double yeah. O's. Yeah, he came clean on the yeah, he yeah. came clean on the color. Hey, does he know who Don Zabo is? Bryce, do you know who Zabo is? You need to you need to search Double O Zabo on the internet so the YouTube's and then YouTube. watch. He's got his own station and watch a Krusty Demon video. Yep, he's OG. Yeah, yeah. Old Zabo. It's riding with the Three Brothers crew. Uh, oh, he's stoked. The original he's Krusty stoked. Demons and Dirt videos, Don Zabo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's OG Krusty oh, yeah, Demons. Yeah. Dirt, yeah. I went riding with Zabo. Zabo could not ride to the jump. He literally had a hard time riding his motorcycle out to the jump. And we got to this wall jump, gnarly ass wall jump. And he's a rotten sending just like pancake flat. I'm like, huh? This guy couldn't even ride. He just did this head of this. Head of this yeah. Wait, is, is, Zab- is, is Zabo the guy who, uh, he like his whole thing was just hitting like the big, like the biggest jumps. And that was like all he no, would do. No, that's what Seth was, not it? Was well, that yeah, good friends oh, and roommates. Seth. Yeah, him yeah. He's the original Krusty Demons crew. Yeah, they're know? just yeah. He's just, he's just one of the guys. Yeah. Don was just one of the. He was, he was just a snowboarder that sent it. You actually, his his moto stuff is nothing. You've got to watch his his snowboard videos. Well, yeah, he's yeah. Dual flesh Double moves, O's, right? Yeah. Z A B O. Yeah, yeah. Double O Zabo. Dude, when he was when they were doing all the all the the, the chase scenes and the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the snowboard videos. I actually got to film some of that. Yeah, okay. so sweet. Chase some of the camera. <laughs> yeah, I might be so, showing my age. I've actually never seen those crusty uh, demon videos. No, oh, I just know some of the big. I know only know some of the big clips. Like the oh, super, wait, like you, the you big start ser- what, I'll bet you we can get Zabo to come out and ride with us. Oh, Zabo, he'll ride e-bikes with you. Yeah, well, yeah, we can get Zabo to go ride e-bikes with us. Yeah. So, he's into that. Do a tech talk? <laughs> He'd probably do a tech I'd talk. Love it. He'd love to get on there. Yeah, maybe we'll bring him in sometime. Guy's classic. <laughs> I, I, I could tell him. He'd probably get pissed off if I told him the first time we went riding story. I, like, because he was just he was just hunting beach well, dude. Pulled all these guys off the beach and he had to, yes, someone yeah. had to teach him. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say us? <laughs> <laughs> so... Cool. Okay, Matt. What else do we got here? Uh, do we well, have? Any, I'm trying to see if there's any questions in the chat. Let's see here. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions you want to ask, go ahead and put them in the chat right now. Uh, I thought I saw you know, one uh, earlier. Bryce says, "Hope Taco Moto sells the brake kit." So, I, Bryce, I, I would be willing to bet that that they they could get you the Galfer thing that you need, the Galfer brake line. It was a kit. If you start searching that stuff out. You'll be able to find it, and then I would almost be willing to bet that a KTM brake line would be the right length because I mean, it's just a brake line, and they're it's a fitting and a fitting and a hose, and I'm pretty sure that they're. I don't know that the that the that the, that the maybe because it would be like 12 millimeter versus I don't know, but yeah, they would know. Uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It would just make the brakes work so much better. I remember those things; we always had to bleed them. The old, the old thing. It was a patent thing. It was a patent infringement. Got it. Like, I like they could tucking it under there. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't do that. So, and I used to. That was a mod. I used to do those bikes. Gave you much better brake feel. Right. So, uh, okay. So this is a question that my notes say we didn't ask last week, but uh, there's a small chance we did. Uh, so this is from uh, "Should You Lower Your Bike" video. This is JT. 
the question is adjusting to your height slash inseam should be included when buying from a dealership. 10 grand for a bike is a lot for someone who has to put more money into it to ride it, specifically dirt bikes. What is he asking? He's asking. So he's, 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 he's saying that when you purchase a bike, there should be an option to lower it at the dealership. Because with KTM, they have a, yeah. They, KTM has a kit. You you bought one. I bought it. Yeah, my wife's. Jenny, how tall are you? Five two. Five two, and you had it lowered. What? It was the KTM lowering kit, which is like an yep. inch and a half or something. Yeah, and there's a there's a there's a there's a kit that they sell. That, you just have to pay for it. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Because they don't yeah, come that it's way. It's custom. But you right, can. I think he's saying, but he thinks it should be included. Like you shouldn't have to pay extra for it. Oh, he's feeling. He's point. feeling. He's feeling so like, slighted because he's a small dude. New riders, so, which once they get once they get into the twenty thousand dollar, you know, mark, then they'll you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the mods they get. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Um, I. In a perfect it, world. Well, you would think that they maybe used to give it, and they they should give everybody a trophy that, at the races too, huh? Yeah, but you know, so, so I'm gonna you. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go off on a, on a limb here. But you think about it. So so KTM's building suspension, building suspension, and they're doing. Why don't they just make like air ride? Two hundred, no, two hundred, two hundred sets of lowered suspension, and they just then dealers can actually order a lowered one. I mean, that yeah, would be, yeah, yeah, you, that'd you would, be popular. And KTM could do that, or I'm actually surprised somebody doesn't build like a. Like a, they they don't they don't downgrade the components on uh, a like a, you know take a take an exc and then downgrade the you know make like well beta does like it different with the, groups of like well, mountain bikes beta does it with the x trainer he should just buy an x trainer and then and then it comes lower already it actually has a smaller frame it's it's a it's a different deal right so right um so that's pretty much kind of all the questions that we have from YouTube and Facebook comments. Okay. Hey, you know what I was going to, you know what I was going to complain about today? What's that? Nothing. Nothing. Good. No. Go for it, right? You should bring the whole screen up because I'm getting sick of looking at myself. There we go. That's what a producer does, fixes the damn screen. With a button. Yeah, he he has, he has some buttons down there. It makes the whole thing work. Uh, Look good back there. Good. Like uh, yeah, so Jimmy Jimmy Cam isn't working right now, but you know, so it's just it's just the wide shot and then the zoom shot. So I can't oh, see yeah. me. Yeah, no, that, that well, camera we, disconnected, so <laughs> right. Things are, these two camera angles. Well hey, Good. Jimmy, do you hear have you heard about the new Yamaha four strokes? Have I heard about them? Yeah, yeah. No. Should I? Well, oh, well, wait a minute. Did you, you know, know that for? Yeah, yeah. Did you know that for motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory? Um, you know what? I think that happened. It um, race alert. Uh, plug your ears for the next ten seconds. Yeah, it looked like that happened at Daytona, my friend. <laughs> I would I would agree. Uh so you can visit yamaha motorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. 
The YZ450F and YZ250F bring performance and powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unspring weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in an exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics Just package. Just like Eli Tomac's machine this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, the we just spoiled it again. You can buy them like that. I mean, I want to buy one. Yeah, but I want to buy one that's going to ride like Tomac, though. Who has been on Tech Talk? You know what Tuesday. he does? What Tomac does, and we talked about this watching race. He, he straightens that bike up. He gets that thing straightened up, and then he lets her eat. I mean, right, like, right. like that's that is that's what I mean. He's he's just fast as shit, everybody. But he's so much better at just straightening that bike up and letting it go when it's right. time to go. I like I like hearing the interviews from the privateers who say like, you know, when Tomac is lapping you, just by the sound of the engine. Because he's hey, just well, on it, it so hard. Look what, look what look what happened. Look what happened. We don't talk about racing here, but they talk about this. And the Yamaha definitely does make a different noise. But they even talked about this when he was on his Kawasaki. You knew he right. was coming, and and you 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 watch McElrath move over because he mm-hmm. knew Tomac was coming, <laughs> even though he moved over into Webb. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. so uh, Anyways, yeah. Now you, you listen yeah. to the other racing shows. We want to talk about racing, but like, if you want to win, if you want to get into victory circle, I think you need to check out the Yamaha's line of YZ four strokes right now. So you can visit yamahamotorsports.com, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can also learn about their. Uh, what's that? Where do you go if you check that out? Well, you go to Yamaha Motorsports, their their website. Right, but you go to Victory Circle. Uh, you go to Victory straight, Zone. Straight to Victory. Victory Zone. Victory Which, Zone. Oh man. Well, well, speaking of so speaking of Victory Circle, I thought it was really cool how they just let the fans on the track and like immediately after the race. Oh, that, that was, was actually really cool to watch. Yeah, they can't do that at a normal stadium because then the fans go into the tunnels and they get in places they shouldn't. But Daytona, right, right. It, it, there's it's pretty much a speedway, and then there's a whole other wall. That they can, mm-hmm. uh, they can, you know, keep them, keep them out. But no, it, it is. Oh, yeah. That's like an outdoor national, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Supercross is a little bit like hands off, but you go to the outdoor, and it's a little more hands on. You can get a little bit. It seems like you can get a little bit closer to the action and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the outdoors for sure this year. Uh, any uh, predictions? I know you don't talk about racing. <laughs> No, we're not going to talk about racing. We're going to talk about. Does anybody else have any need any help? Oh, so I know what I'm going to complain about. So I, I, so there's there's these internet forms. Like you get free stuff on the internet. You get free information. And here's how much. Like here's how good your free information is. So so some chick with a. I I, don't, I didn't really look at the picture because I just didn't even think about it. But it was a girl, and she posted a question about her bike and she clearly said my blah 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 tpi ktm i'm not going to go any farther about the other stuff that was in there tbi there was 20 dudes in there that told her how to jet her motorcycle (laughs) after this told her how to jet like like talked about and it's like did you even read the question before or did you just skip over that part or did you not know what TPI is? And like, then you're, so this is the information you're getting. You ask, you ask a really good question. The question was, 
it was a good question. And I would answer it if it was ever directed towards us. I would answer the question specifically and tell you that I really don't know the answer because I don't have the experience with that. And I can't give you a definitive answer. I can tell you some suggestions from my experience, but I don't know the definitive answer. And that's the difference between the way we answer questions and then your your local um, uh, mansplaining brodozer driving like, dude, I've got more horsepower than you. This is what you got to do. Answer a question. Know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of weird information out there on the, the web. The webs. Oh, yeah. yeah. The world oh, web yeah. wide. So, uh, well, Matt, uh, I think you've done a great job um, making sure mm-hmm. that I can continue on my vacation. Just keep my yeah. um, keep my cat super happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go spread she's the not, she's been Really happy. She was a hit with, uh, with my buddies. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because they uh, I had two friends come uh, be my test students for my learn. I'm calling it the, uh, my learn to ride clinic, which uh, I'm excited learn to. to it, yeah, how how was the uh, response from the Better Rider podcast? Hey, uh, we didn't tell anybody how to. Go to <laughs> What's that? Don't ask me. We didn't. Oh, well, you you got hit by a deer or a coyote allegedly today? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I jumped <laughs> off. I did jump off. Yeah. Well, I told Mark, unknown reason. I told Marco how to how to how to how to <laughs> sit down going down downhills for better control. I told him how to how to sit down going well, down downhills. I had downhill. perfect control when I was sitting down. Well, it worked. So right? I had to stand up. I, well, I, I did a little quick analyzation because I understand. So 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 Marco has an injured wing. His wing isn't as good as something. So so he has to modify his riding style a little bit. And there was a, there was a he's like the the gnarly downhills are hard for him because it's really hard to get back because you put end up putting a lot of weight in the handlebars. And I said, hey, just sit down. We're not going down downhills that are steep enough where you're going to flip. Sit down, get a good grip, and then relax and steer the bike with your hips. And he started really doing it. Works, it was really good. Really works, except yeah. for the time of the coyote or the deer. Well, yeah, I, I, whatever happened <laughs> there. Boarded. Yeah. I have boarded. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good tip for uh, we can include as a riding nugget in the Better Rider no, really podcast. We need to get Marco on the on the Better Rider podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so that's, if you're not subscribed to Better Rider, I, I subscribed last night. I went and subscribed to my own podcast last nice. night. So you can you can just search Better Rider on any sort of podcast platform. Our little podcast comes up. Um, we've dropped two episodes so far. There's a few more in the works. Um, it you, you will always get a nugget of knowledge. We talk about, we tell you how to ride on that podcast. Right, right. We have coach introductions yeah, and then broad concepts and then there will be a little nugget for, for you to learn from. And just about yeah, not we, all the episodes, we, but we, most episodes. We stoke you out with a little nugget. But it's really, it's just, we talk about like little things that'll help you become a better rider with beginner rider. And if you're a beginner rider, you need to email Matt at Jimmy And Matt will tell you how to become a much better rider. He can give you a private class or talk about the online schools or all kinds of crazy stuff. Yep. And if you're a super high level guy, um, I can tell you everything you're doing wrong. Allegedly. Well, I've been to the class at Jimmy Lewis Riding School out there, and uh, I will be a firm. I'm a firm believer in watching his learning, and then also uh, classroom stuff, and just talking about it and getting it in your head before you go ride. So, how 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 long have you been riding for? Um, Fifty six years. Okay, so Marco's been riding a long time. How long do you think Ronnie's been riding for? Long time too. So, so and Ronnie was in. Yeah. So Mark's been riding since he's two. 
um, Ronnie's high level intermediate yeah. motocrosser back in the day, trail yeah. rider now. Uh, so, so they both gone to the school and then Jibber J, our buddy Jibber J, who might be watching me, is in the jacuzzi or, or like out in outer space right now. Um, he, he wanted to know why he, he left too early because he missed the tacos. Oh, so, so Jibber J, <laughs> he, he was asking us, like, dude, what can you learn from, like, what can you learn about riding? And both these guys are like, oh, dude, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So you tell you, you can't really talk about it. You just got to go do it, do the class or, or take some classes online to start your uh, learning. And then, uh, yeah, save up, go to the class You'll at any level, I think, really. I mean, you, you'll definitely want to be a rider. You want to learn to ride a motorcycle at this class. It's going to take a rider and make them better and safer. Yeah. For sure. Balance is everything. And you really don't know what you're doing until you're told by a pro. Yeah, we and, and not not that I'm a pro. I just learned how to teach very well. Well, yeah, I mean you're a professional so, teacher, so. professional yeah, so coach. Out good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, awesome, um, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for uh, joining in. Do we do we make everybody leave after that? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think my little I think my view my live viewer count thing is uh, timed out on me here. So uh, right, I'm not really sure how many it's people are watching, but I do want to thank our sponsors. Hey, those, uh, hey, the, Go ahead. Thank the sponsors. Okay, so yeah, uh, I want to thank Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports. Were you wearing Scott Sports, uh, Scott goggles today? Yeah, light transitioning lenses today. Super awesome. My eyes are. I don't even have them. They're they're better than my snowboard goggles. Like, the, yeah, so much better. Go ahead. And were you wearing climb gear as well? All day, every day. Look, this is yeah. climb. This I've been wearing this climb. This 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 stuff here. I've been yeah. wearing this for probably don't want to say how many days I've been wearing it for. It smells <laughs> fresh. Yeah, it's still it has the micro microbial stuff. Exactly. Look uh -huh. at more in climb beanie right climb, now. Climb beanie right now. See, I'm I'm rocking the Takamoto shirt right now. That's my my contribution. Did to you get sponsors. hooked? Did you get hooked up when you picked up my tank? Oh yeah, I got hooked up. Taco Mike was he hooked me up. He hooked you up too, actually. Oh okay. Yeah. I, and that was my first time seeing Taco, the inside of Takamoto's. Uh, I was actually pretty impressed by their the little operation, by the not little anymore, their, their operation they got going on there. It's pretty nice. Cool. Uh, and then I also uh, want to thank uh, DDC Sprockets and Trail Right, DDC. I was running DDC Sprocket today. No failures. I wish awesome. I was. Yeah. I'm due. <laughs> I'm due. So hey, you like all those gold medals right over Matt's shoulder? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, don't good. I don't know if they're real gold though. Uh, they're gold to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, they look gold. Okay, everybody. Well, cool. it was awesome for everybody joining in. Glad you could uh, make another episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Uh, remember, hey, share this with your friends, especially the ones that ask you the dumb motorcycle questions. Have them send us those dumb motorcycle questions, and we can answer them so you don't have to, mm -hmm. or you don't make a mistake. Yeah. Yep. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. Think? With that, cool. you know what we say, Margo? Yeah. We will see you on the trail. Let's Cheers. Time, you guys. Thank you for watching. Ride right. Ride to the right. Okay. See, see you. Guys.